welcome to a not extra but bonus episode of Talking Jacks. My name is Chris Davis, and joining me is Ben Gosshorn. How's it going, Ben? I'm good. I'm uh, awake, technically. He's not awake, y'all. We uh, we took a break to watch Westworld, which I'm not really loving so far. We've watched two episodes, like the two se- episodes this season. I was and falling it's asleep. Just, yeah, it's just, Nothing I don't know, I don't really care. And I really loved last season, so I don't really know what's wrong. But all three of us feel that way, so I don't know what to say. Yeah. And by all three of us, I also mean uh, my lady PK, who is not on the podcast, but she's sitting over there doing homework. Anyways, um... As a fan of Talking Jacks, which all of you are, I uh, occasionally get a little disappointed when someone asks a question, particularly a silly question, and it uh, manages to go unanswered on the podcast. And this happened for multiple reasons. Either Alex is worried about time or something, or maybe it just gets lost in the shuffle of all the Twitter notifications, because some episodes they get no questions, and other ones they get dozens. There are dozens of them. Dozens of them. So I thought it would be fun, since we have access to the RSS feed this week, to um, do a bonus episode where we ask a couple questions. We only got about half a dozen here uh, that we could find, because like, some of them were like stuff like, what do you think went wrong in the Charlotte versus Atlanta game? And considering that was like you know the beginning of April, or whenever that was, uh, mm-hmm. that seemed a little weird to answer now. So we're just going to ask the more silly questions for Talking Jacks and just something extra for you guys to listen to if you feel like it. And at the very least, uh, I'm interested in seeing Ben's answer, particularly on what our last question is going to be. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with it. <laughs> he really did. Maybe like, that's part of the reason have. it took us so long to record this one because he, uh, he I, this is probably going to end up turning into a Soccer and Sweet Tea article, uh, which will be really silly and get lots point. of hate throughout the league. But, yeah, anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to make some people mad. <laughs> it'll be all right. So, so uh, let's start this off with uh, my question that I asked. Um, this is from at Chris Davis CLT on Twitter. Does your song does your song start out saying "Tried to paint my dolphin"? So I'm going to ask you that. Then does the song start off saying that? We can play a clip of it real quick to see. Let's uh, do it for those that are curious and full analysis on this one. All right. Well, here is the lyric in question. Try to paint my dolphin. So that's the lyric. So what do you think, Benji? I have no idea what it could be other than that. Right. I mean, uh, I think Alex told me that he didn't think it was that. But uh, in the, uh, I'd say, three minutes of Googling I did, I couldn't find lyrics. So uh, I'm going to just go ahead and answer that. Yes, that is, in fact, what it says. And it is a very weird opening lyric to a song. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, you remember it, at least. Yeah, there you go. It was memorable. Yeah. It's the only song I can think of that mentions... Uh, painting dolphins? Painting a aquatic creature. Which is kind of animal abuse, I guess, but it's a little weird, but... Depends on if the <clears throat> paint is uh, safe. The song in question, in case you guys don't have it bothered to look at the show notes ever, it's called Good <laughs> to Be Alone. So there's no clues there. That's kind of sad. But if you want to Google it, uh, it's good to be alone by the bomb something. I don't remember. Uh, if you want to look that up, maybe you can find that some and you know let us know. But Prove I'm very wrong. curious. Oh yeah, maybe Alex knows. I mean, it is his song that he picked out. Um, but I don't think he gave me an absolute definitive answer. Like, no, it's definitely this. I think he's like, well, I think it's this or something like that. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I'd like to almost believe it's try to pay my dolphins. So don't correct me anyway. Never mind. I, I, I take back what I said. Long explanation. <laughs> That's what I do. So the next question. Uh, one time, Alex mentioned on the podcast that his fiance at the time, now wife, congratulations again, woo! Yeah. Asked, what is soccer? 
It's one of my more favorite moments in our questions. Yeah, and then he's like, I'm not going to answer that because it's silly or whatever he said. <laughs> but this is a great question. It can be philosophical, and you can go by the dictionary version of it that soccer is a game, blah, 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 whatever it is. I think Ben's looking up the dictionary definition as we speak. So, Benjamin, um, I guess first, before you, or if you want to give the dictionary definition, uh, what does, what, when you hear what is soccer, what do you think? Oh, shoot, if I can type. Um, no, what you think, not what the computer what tells I you. I think? Yeah, when, if someone asked you I mean, what is soccer, what do you say? Uh, it's a uh, game that does not stop, and it is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, mm. um, it's great podcasting content. Oh my goodness, this feels like DSBS right now. Basically. Um, <laughs> what's that? It's noodles. Um, I don't know. It's it's a, a fast-paced game that is very strategic and uh, requires athletic people. I don't know. This is, really, this is like a really tough question to answer. Is it? Um, I think. I mean... It's a game where two teams of 11 men have an objective of putting a ball... Into a goal of the opponent. That's true. That, that, that's but if, you want to get more, if you want to get deeper than that, you know, it can be whatever you want. It's like something really passionate, something that, you know, inspires you, something you love. If my girlfriend was asked, uh, being asked is like that annoying thing that my boyfriend and his roommate are both really obsessed over and it's gotten driven me to hate it even though I loved it when I was a child. So really soccer is whatever it means to you. Uh, she yep. just pointed to her nose, so I assume that meant on the nose. Uh, <laughs> but Wait, did um, you just did you what? look up the description for Merriam-Webster defining soccer? No, I'm on our question thing. I don't even have the uh, web browser you up. Almost described it exactly. Well, it's not what the the, the, the definition the, of soccer by Merriam-Webster is a game played on a field between two teams of eleven players with the object to propel a round ball into the opponent's goal by kicking or by hitting it with any part of their body except the hands and arms. They went a little more detailed than I did. But more or less, yeah, I said the same thing. I mean, really, yeah. there's not another, if you're wanting to go strictly logical, factual, there's not much you can do unless you just want to go into more nuances of how it's played or something like that. Yeah. Like, they could say, and typically one player is in uh, is allowed to guard the goal and use his hands. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. yeah that's pretty much it. It's kind of overcomplicating it in a way. Exactly. So theirs is pretty nice and concise. So anyways, mm. uh, so is that it for that question? Yeah, I think that answers it pretty pretty well. Well, I think you have a question for me now. Yes, I do. Um, and just so I get it exactly correct, let me find it again in my Yeah, because the exact way where it is. This is from... Funny. Joss underscore <laughs> really? I really or the sock or the no it's it's Jason Bailey it's yeah who, Jason Bailey says. we all know it's Jason Bailey his question is which players would play the roles of sixty seven Casino Royale and what this came from if you don't remember a couple episodes back uh, Benjamin was absent from a watch party or something like that mm-hmm. uh, for an away match. And the reason it was is because we were uh, James Bonding. And what that yes. is, it's where... Uh, it's a cult is what that is. Yeah, Lucial and I get together every once in a while, drink Vesper Martinis, which is from Casino Royale, and watch a random Bond movie. Uh, it got to a point where we were doing it so frequently, we started watching uh, just movies that Bond actors were in, including The Glorious Zardoz, which if you've not watched, you need to watch. I'm pretty sure you've not watched, right? I've, I've not seen it yet. It's, it's spectacular. It's an experience. Uh, don't watch it with children, though. Mm. But... Um, 
I hear that's not a good thing. Yeah, the, the guy who made that, he wanted to make like his version of Lord of the Rings because they wouldn't let him make Lord of the Rings. It was like in the 70s. It was really bad. Mm. But anyways, uh, 1967 Casino Royale is... Either the worst or the best Bond movie ever. I'm not sure which. Mm. Uh, I believe you worded on the podcast. Uh, it makes uh, Austin Powers look earnest and like serious. Serious, yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's it, a drama. I found out later is because five different people directed that movie. Five so different directors worked on it. Five people should not direct the movie. <laughs> makes sense. Well, there were little parts that were good, I thought. But the, this question is kind of hard to answer, and it's not going to be as fun as a later question we're going to have in a moment from uh, that Ben's going to answer. But because um, it's really hard because the movie is well, one half the characters are literally codenamed James Bond. That's the way they do it. Also, more than half of the characters in there are just like really, really pretty girls. Like that's like their whole purpose it's in tough. the movie. So like, which one of our soccer players will be cast as that? I'm like, eh. it's a little so difficult. I only really have four castings because these are really the four main like you know male characters in the the movie. Yep. And it's just guys who would play them, not necessarily the guys who are them. Uh, for Sir James Bond, the original James Bond, as far as the movie is concerned, uh, played by David Niven, I have Jorge Herrera because uh, this James Bond, he's you know, uh, you know, he's like recently retired. It seemed like, and M comes to uh, bring him back. Yeah. Uh, I don't cast him because he's literally in one scene, and his toupee gets blown off of his head, and he dies somehow from that. <laughs> so Probably I mean, unless we had a really shouldn't. Scottish player. On our team, and I'm not going to cast him. But uh, so I cast Jorge Herrera as uh, that James Bond because yeah. um, it made the most sense. Because later in the movie, he kind of becomes the new M in a way and kind of directs everyone else. And you know, Jorge being the seasoned veteran that he is while still being, you know, really effective on the field, that made the most sense to me. For the younger primary James Bond that's in there as well, uh, I think his name before James Bond was it was a woman's name, it was like Evelyn something. And Vesper Lind asks him, isn't Evelyn a girl's name? He's like, no, it's my name. Uh, yeah, played by Peter Sellers. I uh, I cast Alex uh, Martinez in it. I thought that was a good way, a good role for him as well. Um, someone who's very capable now and you know, plays really good and has been with the team. Yeah. For Lashif, I don't really know who to pick. He's, he's kind of the villain, but he's in the book and the 2006 movie, he is the villain pretty much for most of that movie. He's definitely the villain in the book. Um, but in this one, he's technically the villain, but he's like more of this really boisterous, great Baccarat player who's trying to win a bunch of money. I, I don't even remember if they actually did have a plot to where why he's trying to win the money in the in the '67 Casino Royale. But it is this crazy it's not magic much of a plot in the whole movie. It's really not. You have to pay really close attention. Half time doesn't make any sense. Uh, I cast Bilal Duckett. To be honest, uh, I can't give you a great reason for it other than Bilal. <laughs> You know, definitely really fashionable, which Lashif was. Uh, and I just felt like he would be great for it. I mean, that, that's really my only reason. I have a good reason. Like I said, I promise you, question later is going to be a lot more fun than this. And then the last one I uh, <coughs> I picked was Dr. Noah, because I didn't have the right to Dr. No, a.k.a. Jimmy Bond, uh, played by Woody Allen. Um, I selected Mwape. And uh, no offense if Mwape hears this. It's nothing. Uh, I simply did it because there's a lot of, like, his whole character arc is that he's short. And uh, according to uh, Ben, uh, Mwape was the shortest player listed on the team's website. According to USL's website. USL's website, my mistake. Yeah. So that's the only reason I selected him. And there's really no one else to cast. Like, Q's in there for a scene, but there's not really anything to him. Uh, like I said, M's in there for like a brief moment, and everything else in there is either really, really pretty girls or just a bunch of shenanigans, and it didn't really make sense. So, yeah. 
that was pretty much it for that question. So mm-hmm. we're moving on to a question from Gary. How many podcasts are too many effing podcasts? Which is in reference to the time uh, it was a pregame at, at some uh, before one game. Oh, at Temple Moho, I said. Temple Moho. Um, I don't remember what game it was, mm-hmm. but I made the statement because we were talking about podcasts, and I couldn't remember which one it was in reference to. And I said, "There's too many podcasts." Too many. Now, did you say too many soccer podcasts, or just too many podcasts in general? I think just too many podcasts. Maybe I said. Now, were you podcasts. talking in reference to you didn't know if it was on Talking Jacks or Second Yellow or Sports Charlotte, or was it something completely different? That okay. first one. Fair yeah. enough. So, how many is too many? Um. I feel like we've hit peak number, like for Charlotte soccer podcast. I think so. There's yeah. plenty. No, we, we don't we, need anymore. We don't need one for like every league. Mm. I'm happy we have a, an MLS one now, right? But like a Bundesliga two mm-hmm. Charlotte podcast. You say that as we are doing a PDL slash MPSL podcast. Still, it's a little different. It's in America, at least. Uh huh. It's different. Okay, fair enough. A little different. Okay, so there's too many podcasts. Yes. That wasn't as fun as I thought it'd be. <laughs> but we can answer your question, Gary. Here is the fun question. Yep. This is from Jason, and you took the liberty to change what you, how you answered this a bit. But Jason originally asked to categorize teams in the East based off of Seinfeld. And here are the guidelines he gave. A Newman division, which would be teams that are terrible slash we hate them. A George division, which is teams that claim the world is against them. And a Kramer division, which is... Teams no one can understand, erratic, and inconsistent. Yep. Benjamin, I give you the floor. Um, so first and foremost, um, I have, I'm going to do this from the, <clears throat> excuse me, lots of clearing throats tonight. Um, the bottom of the standings currently to the top um, mm-hmm. for dramatic effect in, in a way. Um, but I will so you're also put shade on. Uh, is Louisville even top? Yeah, Louisville is. Yeah, of course they are. You're Louisville, gonna put shade on Louisville last. Yeah, fair, fair enough. I'm good with we'll, that. We'll uh, give them shade later, um, and I feel like it gets better as it as it goes up. Mm, fair enough. Um, first and foremost, I will mention the um, the the former uh, team in New York, Rochester Rhinos. Ah, honorary mention. Yes, honorary mention. Um, they are. Without a standing in this bracket because they are, they don't exist. Rest right in now. peace, rhinos. Um, but I have labeled them as oh man, um, the Rochester rhinos as Susan Ross, who um, is George's wife. Oh, do do you realize why I've labeled them as no, that? No, by all means. Um, because they're there a long time. Mm-hmm. She's in the she's in the show a pretty good bit, um, and she ends up dying randomly. Uh, later on, because she is uh, licking envelopes for their wedding and, uh, and is deceased, because George uh, buys the cheapest envelopes possible, and they're lick you have to lick the envelopes, and she dies from it. Um, so because they are dead, technically on hiatus, but since they are dead, I have chosen Susan Ross as the Rochester Rhinos. Um, <laughs> Yes. Wait, she actually died from licking envelopes in the show. That was literally what it was. that's the, literally what it is. Yeah, that's he, he gets the cheapest envelopes possible for wedding invitations, and there's a scene where she's licking the envelopes, and then she just goes, huh, and falls over and dies. That's 
the best way I've ever heard of killing off a character ever. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I've yep. seen the show before, and yeah. I've really enjoyed it, but I don't know that I've watched every single episode. So yeah. there, There's some deep dives in this list, <laughs> but, um, but I will explain them all. Okay, um, yeah, I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's the good thing. Um, the next, this is going to be uh, 16 through 13. For this bracket, um, two of them are, are kind of a stretch, but I've got like I've got a reasoning for them. Mm, fair enough. Um, Ottawa and Bethlehem, I have labeled as uh, Putty, who is Patrick Warburton, mm-hmm. the very boisterous, deep-voiced uh, boyfriend of Elaine Bennis. Oh, that guy! Like, I can't do his voice, but yeah. he talks really like. Any really most recently on like those uh, rental enterprise commercials? Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. Um, I know you're essentially, this one, this one's probably one of my weaker ones. Now wait, hang still, on. He's both of these teams. Both these teams. Okay. Yeah. I, I tried getting a certain person for everyone, but uh, okay, didn't quite work out, unfortunately. Um, but I've chosen them or Putty for them because Putty is very like, like. Er, we're gonna. He's really. Um, he's a macho man essentially, and uh, Ottawa like talks a big game, mm-hmm. but like they're. I mean, they're last. They're right. somehow below, below Toronto. Remember when they were like the top four of the USLs? Like, yeah. which one of these guys like are going to make out teams. win the team championship? Um, and I've kind of coupled Bethlehem in there because they were supposed to be really good this year, and they're just not that good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and Putty was just not a very good boyfriend. So there's that. That was one of my looser ones, I'll admit. But um, Toronto, I've labeled as Newman because I hate Toronto. (laughs) Um, I had to give somebody Toronto. It's more specifically Jordan Hamilton. Um, Yeah, I just don't like Toronto. I feel like Newman could have been someone bigger, though. Well, I've got... Okay, I'm gonna trust you. It's yeah, just like really. Toronto. I thought about them for a couple times, but there's not really a team I just hate, and I don't necessarily hate Toronto. NCFC. I've got a better one for that. They, Fair you'll, enough. You'll like. Okay, okay. You'll like I'm not the, gonna uh, judge. I'm just <clears throat> interested where your thought process is at. Yeah. So uh, sorry, Zach, Dick. You're. Uh, and I, I think it's also because like you can't take Newman seriously. Ah. That's, so like okay, you can't take you Toronto seriously is yeah. my other reasoning behind it. Um. The next one, that's the last one in this little section here, is uh, Penn FC, <laughs> who this, this is the deepest dive. I, I was looking at the list of, like, um, he small researched characters. He like Seinfeld Wikipedia on here and for, like, an hour. character this thing, was on two to four episodes. I'm not even sure how many episodes. Uh, his, the character's name is Gary Fogle, um, but it's John Lovitz is who it is. <laughs> um, and this character... Um, he, he was a friend of both George and, um, the main reason why I did this too is because I just watched this episode actually. Um, but he's a friend of George and Jerry and he, uh, faked having cancer and was a bald man as well. Mm -hmm. Um, he had a bunch of people feeling bad for him, all that kind of stuff. And he uh, got a toupee to cover up his baldness, mm-hmm. um, which is I'm I'm drawing comparisons to uh, Pen FC rebranding, but they're still the same. Well, let me ask you this: Is it a really bad toupee? Just like it's a really bad crest? It's a pretty bad one. Yeah, it's not <laughs> that good. makes it even better. Um, yeah, and it kind of kind of goes in line with because the same episode that George gets a toupee. Ah, uh, I yeah. think I remember this, but I'm not. 100% it's it's sure. really bad. Um, 
he actually doesn't look terrible with it, but there's like a toupee like professional that he goes to and that guy's got a really bad toupee. It's, it's a great episode. <laughs> um, but, uh, that, that's like I said, that's probably the deepest dive, but it is John Lovitz who was in maybe like two or four episodes. Um, <clears throat> next one, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and the next one is going to be Atlanta United two, which it took me a while to find a good one for them, but I finally decided upon one that works pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's George Steinbrenner, who is, really? yes, the Yankees owner, the Yankees owner, um, who, um, for fun facts sake is actually voiced by Larry David, um, one of the creators of Seinfeld. But, um, huh. yeah. yeah, I could, now that you say it, I can hear it. Yep. Um, you never actually see his face. Yeah. I know. You always just see like the back of his head and George is like cowering like, Oh, mm-hmm. um, but the reason I chose this one is because he talks a big game. He's very boisterous and loud, like Atlanta United. Um, and I felt like the comparisons between George Steinbrenner and Arthur Blank were, were close enough. Um, so, yeah, that's why I did that. Okay. Um, I can see that. The Richmond Kickers, I chose a character that I knew very little about, actually, but I knew about. But um, I chose Ruthie, who is... I think I told you about her before we did I this. I think, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, she is a cashier at um, at the coffee shop, the cafe they go to, who apparently is in like a hundred episodes, briefly. Mm-hmm. So the reason I chose her for the Richmond Kickers is they've been around forever. You don't know much about them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have much of a, like, they, they don't do very much. I've but they're done just stuff in the past, though. <sighs> Have they? I'm, I'm not sure. I, honestly, which I guess the point. we don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> I guess that is the point. We know very little about Ruthie and the Richmond Kickers. The only thing I know is they are one of the older teams. Like I think they've been around as long as Charleston. They right? have, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, they've been around for a long time. They've been around for a long time. <laughs> um, one of the more seasoned um, minor characters, if you will. Um, but yeah, that's who I chose for that. Nashville SC was a little bit difficult for me. Um, but I, I chose Elaine for them. For Nashville? Yeah. I feel um, too nice. Yeah, maybe a little too nice. Um, mm. but, uh, it, it gets better, trust me. Okay. Um, but well, explain. I, I, the reason I chose Elaine, this is a little bit of a stretch too, but I chose Elaine because they're very like big and showy, okay. like Elaine. Is she? Like, she's got like the big hair, and she's always and not like, just nineties. Certainly, yeah. She had big, big hair, shoulder pads, hair. all that. She had big hair, and like, there's still like she's always she's like not very confident in herself, but like, she thinks she like she thinks she's all that, which is kind of what Nashville is. Um, once again, not the best one, but it was a little more difficult well, for the newer teams. I mean, if anything, if there was some way to to incorporate that terrible dance that she does, yeah. Yeah, um, to, yeah to I haven't seen them, anyone do a really terrible uh, celebration. If yet. anything, if we were doing the West, I could see Las Vegas because of how showy and flashy and yeah. but also awful they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could yeah. see that. I can see the correlation there. Um, <laughs> the next one is going to be NCFC, oh, which fun. I was, I had one, and then I, I found another character, which I was like, oh my god. <laughs> They're, they're both perfect. Well, I want to hear them both. Then. Because they both are perfect. So I've chosen both of them. Um, There's one about the Railhawks, one about NCFC? 
Um, in a way, yeah. Okay, sure. I'd like I didn't to hear think this. about that. I'd but like hear this, the first and foremost person I chose was Uncle Joe, who is yes oh. because um, they're really loud uh-huh. and they've got a. But also on top of it, um, they're also very mischievous. Mm-hmm. Um, because Joe is a very um. He's always up to something. Yeah. Which is exactly kind of what uh, NCFC is. They're always like trying to get MLS and that kind of right. thing. But you know they're never going to get it. <laughs> um, just like you know Uncle Joe's not going to change. The next one is a little bit more salty, but it works really well. Mickey Abbott is... You see, I, I don't know if I know the name either. Just written down. I didn't recognize it. But do you remember Kramer's... Little person friend. Kind of. He's the angry, quick-tempered. Um, he he is. He kind of remembers him. He um, he's in other things too. Um, but he is a he's angry, feisty. Um, he's he's in the episode that uh, Kramer and him are working in the. Um, for I think Macy's. I know. I, I can. I'm picturing him in my head. I'm just trying to think of anything he did in particular. Other than that, like what? What did he do? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, in, in the show. Oh, he's also the the main thing is uh, with this, this. Also, this even more correlates to NCFC. Now that I think about it, but the main episode he's in is he is a stand-in with Kramer on a TV show, where Mickey Abbott is a stand-in for a child actor. <laughs> and okay, I think I do remember that. He wears lifts in his shoes to appear taller mm-hmm. so that he doesn't lose a job. So it works even better oh for NCFC. God. I just now realize this. <laughs> so much hate I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Um, oh, boy. I'd say Hashtag I'm sorry, but Carolina, it may not right? even be the worst one I have in the whole group. That's the bad part. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of shade to be thrown, I'm sure. <clears throat> so the next one is us, um, being the independents, of course. And I kind of struggle with this one back and forth, but I feel like George is the best one for us. Really? So you, who I thought, before you explain. Okay. Only because of the way that uh, Jason worded these, yeah. I thought Kramer would make sense. I kind of thought Kramer, too. It's kind of both. Erratic and consistent. Yeah, I, but I kind of thought, like, you never know what you're going to get with George. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's kind of up and down as well. George Costanza, not Kevon George, right? Yes, George. Okay. Just 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 clarify. Just yeah, clarify. George, George Costanza, yes. Okay. Um. And, and we also like, but it, it kind of works with Kramer even more so now that I think about it. Where like Kramer's really quick, mm-hmm. running through the door, yep. that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which we are as well. But yeah, that's 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 kind of the best one I could come up with. Um, I, working on the other teams more than. Um, right, right, Than us, right. of course. Um, next but, one is, yeah? Hmm? Well, no, I was just going to say, so so with George, just because you never know what you're going to get, just like Kramer in a way? In a way, yeah. It's kind okay, of both. So it could be either or. Yeah. I mean, you're the Seinfeld expert. Yeah, yeah. So I defer to you. I'm just interested what but your thoughts. But I, I think I was going to almost go with, with Kramer as well. Mm. So it's kind of a George slash Kramer here. Okay. The, the next one is Indy 11, which is the one I really struggle with the most because I just don't know anything about them. Right. But, uh, but I did go with this with a little help from you. Um, and, uh, it's one of Jerry's girlfriends who I'm pretty sure is only (laughs) in one episode, but, um, her working name is Dolores who, um, how do I word this nicely? I don't think I really can. 
Jerry doesn't remember her name. Right. But goes on several dates with her. He um, he knows that she is made fun of uh, because of her name, because it rhymes with a part of the female anatomy. Wait, what's her? I already forgot. What's her real name again? Dolores. I don't know if they ever Delor- give her name. I think oh. it's Dolores. But I'm not even actually sure oh, if it's Dolores. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But um, her, the other name, the working title name is Mulva. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the only reason I could do that is because I, I just don't know anything about them. Um, I can't remember anything about Indy 11. And so you kind of forget about them. So just like you forget about Mulva. Yeah. Um, the next one, I love you, Charleston. <laughs> but um, th- this one's a little mean. I had to include him in somewhere. Um, but the one I've, I've chosen here for Charleston is Kenny Banya. Do you remember who Kenny Banya is? No. I'm gonna, is, that's probably going to be my answer for most of these, unfortunately. I need to watch more Seinfeld. Kenny Banya is the... Uh, essentially like the anti-Jerry. He is the one that jokes about Ovaltine a lot. Um, he also... What is the other thing that he... Uh, he, he he gets uh, Jerry... A, he gives Jerry a suit, in fact. And then um, he, make, he has to um, pay him back, of course. And he cannot get him to pay him back for a meal. <laughs> he gets a soup for one meal, which is technically not a meal, even though I would argue it's a meal. Is it? If you put if if you crumble breadcrumbs or croutons into a soup, is it not a hearty meal? Would you eat another meal very shortly after? You would. I would. That's that's what we're arguing about here, are we? <laughs> but the reason I've done this is he's, it's kind of he's like a lesser version of Jerry, essentially. So who's Charleston a lesser version of? Not that they're a lesser version, but like they're always like look to be this like big team they just don't ever do much it doesn't feel like it's a little bit of a stretch i'll admit it's a little bit of a stretch okay now like last year and i'm not i'm not because we basically became fans at the same time but you know they've won like five usl championships and made it but when was that and i believe made it further than anyone else in the usl us open cup other no no rochester i was gonna say other than rochester rochester won it but i believe charleston made it to the finals in 2008 i mean i know that was 10 years ago but They've done some stuff. It was this is not a little bit of a stretch. I I, I could do better on these. I'll, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not upset with you but, hating on Charleston. I just wanted to be correct. Yeah, I just it it just, like especially with last year. Like oh, well, last year they were like they were the best team in the league skyrocketing for towards it, a third and then they just kind of plummeted, dive yeah. bombed. Yeah. Um. Okay. The next one here. Oh, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> Cincinnati fans, I love you. Oh, Cincinnati um, fans. I love you, Cincinnati. I really do. He does. Um, I, I, until I pointed out that nasty tweet that your team's uh, Twitter guy said about Luke Wechter last year, I could have swore he was like closeted, converting over to the the fake Queen City up there. Yeah. It's, so the the person I've chose for FC Cincinnati, well, this is another pretty deep dive, is the Bubble Boy, because. And I'm going to explain this one pretty thoroughly. Okay, I want to hear it. Um, their fans live in a bubble that is the MLS expansion. Like, we're getting it. There's no way we're not getting it. Kind of like Sacramento? <laughs> kind of in a way. Like, they're, they, it would work for Sacramento in a way, too. Um, they also 
Bubble Boy is a huge fan of Jerry Seinfeld, who I'm going to correlate to Don Garber. Um, <laughs> so, but, 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 um, in the course of the episode, his bubble gets bursted, and then he hates Jerry Seinfeld. So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if it does, it makes it even more um, <laughs> likely and uh, and silly. Um, but yes, that's uh, that's why I chose the Bubble Boy for okay. uh, FC Cincinnati. Fair enough. Probably the worst one I have in this list. Um, no, I, I, I it's one that like if the unlikelihood really of them not getting MLS happens, it then becomes like a prophetic and your best one on here. Basically. Um, so, not that you're counting on that to happen to them. No, uh, not at all. I, I would prefer them to get it over anybody. Yeah, honestly, um, I mean, their fans deserve it. I mean, honestly, their fans uh, last year when they came out, we're not going to be at the Cincy game this no, year, me and you are not, uh, yeah. because uh, we're going to go to Greenville's uh, inaugural game. But yep. um, last year, more Cincy fans came out than any other team that I noticed. Uh, Definitely more than NCFC even came out this year. I would think so. A lot more. Like, it was nuts. Like, remember, that's the only time I think all year I was actually uncomfortable with how many away fans were around where we were at, right behind the away fans there. It was the only time I've ever felt that way. Um, But on to the next one, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, which is a little... I can't believe they're high up the table. Yeah, they're fourth somehow. Well, Bob Lilly. Yeah, Bob Lilly. I mean, honestly. Which just kind of correlates to Bob Lilly in a way. But I've chosen... Um, oh, did you lose it? No, I've got it. I just got to... I want to go through the description of Bob... Or uh, Mr. Lippman, not Bob Lippman. Um, Mr. Lippman was a uh, a boss of Elaine's at uh, Pendant Publishing. Mm. He was uh, very, like, stoic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like Bob Lilly. Um, but they he also, like... He he started. Mr. Lippman started the top of the muffins. Um, you, you don't remember this episode? No, no. I, I've probably You've not seen, seen that much. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, I've seen PK every episode of Seinfeld, but I've probably only seen a handful of Seinfeld episodes more than once. Okay, and it's been a long time. Well, I, I enjoy it. Just you know. Okay. Maybe but, she should be doing this podcast. But Mr. With Lippman you. was. Uh, he also was the one who uh, he botched a. Uh, a deal with um, some uh, some Japanese representatives to save Pendant Publishing, mm-hmm. if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, but he sneezed and didn't have his handkerchief because of reasons I can't remember. Uh, may probably have had to do, fault. Probably Elaine's <laughs> fault. I think it was Elaine's <laughs> fault, um, and would not shake their hand because he didn't want to. He sneezed into his hand, didn't want to be disrespectful, but in turn he was more disrespectful. Right. So the deal fell through. So the reason I, I, I kind of chose them, this was a little bit of a stretch as well. They're all a little bit of a stretch, but that's kind of the, the way this yeah, list yeah. will work. But they've rebranded to the top of the muffin, um, which it, their crest actually looks good now. They've got a, a new coach who mm-hmm. can actually help help them win, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of why I chose Mr. Lippman. Okay. Yeah, for uh, for the I like your logic for River Rhinos. Um Right. <laughs> Rochburg River Rhinos. Yes. Um, The next one, which this one works pretty well. I feel like this one works pretty darn well. Is, um, you may not know who this guy is. It's hard to, like, visualize what this guy is. 
But uh, New York Red Bulls, too, who apparently are third in the league. I don't know how that happened. What? I don't know. They confuse me maybe more than anyone. They maybe have more. Well, this works really well. Okay. Crazy Joe Davola is a reoccurring character who, um, among other things, he, um, he was a writer for NBC who suffered from mental problems. So he's very sporadic. Mm-hmm. He's very back and forth, mm-hmm. kind of like New York Red Bulls. Yeah, I'm looking at his picture right now. I still don't remember. Him. Yeah, he he's like he's he's only in uh, apparently he's only in like six episodes. Well, he's li- oh okay. They have an episode called the pilot. That's confusing. When you have a TV show, yeah, a little bit, yeah. But it's because it's not for their episode for their no 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 no. It, the, this episode was his last appearance called the pilot part two. Oh. It's in season four. Oh. So it's not their pilot, it's the pilot, and that's why I said I was confused. Sorry, oh, sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to derail no, you. Keep going. Totally okay. But um, but yeah, so the, he's just very sporadic, very crazy, um, obviously. Um, but he also, he's he's n- probably most known for uh, dressing up um, as a clown outside of an opera. And, and like beating people up. So he's very offensive, in a way. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I chose New York Red Bull as Crazy Joe Devola. Um, Maybe I was just so lost in the character, but how, how, what, the, how does that correlate? Because they're crazy, and you you don't know what you're getting it from them. Um, they're not the Raiders. What are you talking about? I mean, maybe not. <laughs> I thought it worked really. Well. I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm just a little like out of it or something. But so because he is just sporadic all over the place kind of like they are with yeah. the standings like literally one year they'll win the championship next year they'll be terrible and then one so game they'll win 5-3 and then they'll lose to Atlanta United 2 they lost to Atlanta United 2 yeah wow I think pretty sure they did feel, well, feel I confident in that um, right, well, the next one I'm is on going to be the Tampa Bay Rowdies who oh Cody I chose Jay Peterman because the Tampa Bay Rowdies are a little bit more of a storied team. Mm-hmm. And Jay Peterman loves to talk. Mm-hmm. He was... Uh, do you know who Jay Peterman is? Um, yeah, I'm looking at him right okay, now. Okay, yeah. He's got a very um, famous voice. He's... Uh, what, what's his actor's name? I can't remember. It's, uh, John Peterman. John Peterman? Is it? No, <laughs> it's not John Peterman. I don't know. Let me look. It's... Uh, I can't... I just looked at it. Like, I, I Googled him, and it, it looks like he's a real person. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. John no. Peterman, an entrepreneur, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... It, it does. But he's... He's... Um... um I, John Hurley. That's his name. John are, Hurley. Are you sure? I'm pretty confident it's John Hurley. I'm going to make sure of this. Yeah, John O'Hurley. John O'Hurley. Okay, O'Hurley. Like, yeah. seriously, the way Google looks right now, I'd swear he was a real person who just appeared on Seinfeld as himself. It, it looks... <laughs> with his... Demanding of his character is you. You almost feel like it could just be him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you always hear stories of the rowdies. Like they're they're very. Um, they just got a lot of history mm-hmm. as well, and they always want to tell you a story. I guess this would kind of work for Charleston as well. Okay. Um, but I didn't want to double up too much. Um, but yeah, so the, that's just kind of why I chose the rowdies. Um, I feel like they're very like they have a lot of. Uh, um, they have a lot of a lot of a, a lot of people on the social medias as well mm. that will uh, will talk to you about things. So I, f- I felt like that that word for Jay Peterman. Okay, cool. Um, so now we're on to number one, which is Louisville City. Yeah, and this one this one better be good. I feel like this one's really good. Um, 
based on the, the, the kind of the backstory for this character as well, um, I chose Jackie Childs. You know who Jackie Childs is? Is that that lawyer? Outrageous Aragonian. Yes. Egreg. Er, 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 I can't even say the word. Egregious. Egregious. Preposterous. He is a parody of Johnny Cochran. Right. Who was a uh, eclectic and highly efficient lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, what was it? Oh, this is the other reason why I chose them too, because he's just, he's a very like he he almost wins the case for them as well when mm-hmm. they're, when they're going through the the case at the end of the the series. Um, but the other reason why I chose them is, uh, do you remember Jerry's girlfriend that, uh, Mulva? Not Mulva. No, uh, it was, um, Terry Hatcher actually. Oh yeah. Yes. He gets with her at the end of the, he does. Yes. <laughs> and he tells Jerry they're spectacular, which I'm referring <laughs> to the USL cup. Right. Of course. So it's spectacular. Louisville knows that it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's kind of what I'm going with there. And I, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Um, and I, I was having a little bit of tough time finding one for them specifically. I but. feel like they could have been Newman if Newman was successful in some way. Yeah, he's not really successful. And that's the only reason why they don't qualify yeah. for Newman because you can't. They are successful every. They've yeah. been in the league as long as we have. And they've competed every year, and they won the, the cup last year. Mostly yeah. because out, if there was some way that like a character had like something that gave them an unfair advantage, you know, an example for a really terrible baseball field, yeah. uh, you could do that. But uh, I think what you selected was probably the best one because while I thought it worked, well. the hatred of Newman works. They they are too successful to be Newman. Yeah, they are too successful. So fair enough. But yeah, okay. that rounds up the the Eastern Conference. But um, that's really it for our questions. Um, So uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope it was mostly entertaining. And um, this is probably the last time I'll ever be on Talking Jacks. (laughs) (laughs) Second uh, and last time. Yeah, I've been on multiple times. I was on like a bunch last time. Second this season. Oh, yeah, because we recorded one uh, earlier. So, uh, yeah, well, um, thanks for listening. And... um, do you want to try to do the uh, exit now, or do you still need me to do it? Um, did we do a, the same exit for this one? I feel like we need to do a different one. We need to do a know. special one for the bonusy one. So what are we going to do? I, I don't know. Hmm. I haven't put that much thought into it, obviously. All right. Well, um, try to paint my dolphin. <laughs>